0: in Live today is with Tony Dow. We're talking to Tony from his home in California. He is a sculptor these days, but of course many, many of us still relate Tony Dow with the very successful Leave it to Beaver series. We're pretty close to being the same age. I watched Leave it to Beaver as a kid. Remember the show's popularity in the late 50s and the early 60s. I came across an interview that you did back in 2006, Tony, with a young man had to be in his teens asking you about the show and i could tell he had he had no idea what leave it to beaver was about he may may have never seen it never never watched an episode that bless your heart you were gracious you were generous with your time have you stopped having those moments when you realize that the person asking you questions is young enough to be the grandkid of the original watchers of leave it to beaver
1: <laughs> well I, I mean obviously that's a uh... That's a fact that that we've all grown older and um, a lot of the kids unless they watch uh antenna or tv land or one of the <clears throat> retro stations uh, don't get a chance to see the show and then of course it's in black and white which uh, a lot of kids have a lot of problems with they don't understand black and white much so i you know i uh, the current generations uh are you know kind of distant from from you and i and the people in our generation but um one one interesting story was it's the same as true it's sort of one of the reasons i kind of stopped um directing um there's a couple of reasons but um I, one was um I went on an interview to do a job it was a it was a comedy show and uh I was talking to this you know twenty eight year old executive i don't know who it was i can't remember the show and uh we sat down and you know the hello how you doing what's going on and all that and then he asked me if i'd ever done comedy and i thought yeah i think it's time for me to to go to my sculpting and go on to something else because clearly you know a lot of people aren't aware of um a beaver you know i i think everybody's aware of it but you know the executives don't have time to do their research and so they're they're kind of expecting to get all their information in a in the interview but it, it just seemed so odd to me that somebody would ask me that because I directed you know probably four in for, during four different episodes of Coach which was a fabulous comedy show I did Harry and the Hendersons I did uh, uh, a number of I obviously directed some Leave it to Beavers new Leave it to Beavers so um, I had had some Comedy experience,
0: <laughs> and directing experience too. And you, you also were you were a supervisor for visual effects
1: at the tail end of the um, before the CGI world took over. Um, let's see, it had to be back in the the '90s, maybe beginning '90s, somewhere in there. Um did a film um, called uh, "It Came from Outer Space" too and um, the production company i had at the time was doing the show so my my partner was directing and i was doing the visual effects so i had to learn all this stuff real quick well at that time pretty much everything was was shot and composited together you know if you wanted to have an amorphous thing flying through the air you know you could take a a um a plastic bag and put some color in it and put it in the water and push it and shoot it you know i mean <clears throat> there's all sorts of different things you could do to, to get the image on film uh, and and they were just starting to do a lot of cgi stuff which um which was really expensive and you know they hadn't quite perfected a lot of the elements like water was real difficult to do and uh... it was real difficult to attach cgi elements to the ground uh, anyway so so basically you know i kept kept trying to shoot stuff and then uh you know the cgi world kind of took over i was i was directing well i was visually supervising babylon 5 which was a tv show our tv sci- sci-fi show and um you know so i i got a real awakening to the what they, what they could do with the cgi stuff and from that point on it was all pretty much you know CGI. I can, you could shoot things occasionally if you could could find a perfect element to use. But anyway, I, you know, I was one. Of, then I started directing, and I, and I was one of the few directors that had actually had any first-hand experience with visual effects. So um, you know, I understood the cost process, and I understood you know the the whole process. And it was a big mystery, you know, in the beginning. It was uh as i suspect it is now i mean the the visual effects are so complex that i expect when the visual effects supervisor comes on the set you know he's pretty much in control of everything because uh but back then it was it wasn't quite that complex you know i might be shooting a a scene with people on the on the uh in front of me and then there'd be a, a blue screen or something above a certain area and then what was going to happen is there was going to be a city painted in and a train going through it and that kind of stuff um, <clears throat> so it wasn't very complicated but um, you know it, the visual effects people used to hold up shooting for <laughs> for long periods of time for stuff that really it wasn't necessary to do anyway I you know i I enjoyed that I thought that the it was fun being involved in the technical aspect because i'm not a very technical person as i suspect that you have already figured out but it, it um you know i i was at that at that period when um the digital world was sort of happening and it, it was i was um i was always a a uh i followed the digital cameras and the uh, and i knew that they were going to take over film uh... it was just a matter of when and i it, it was uh... I, you know i went to all the symposiums and all the conferences and all that sort of stuff and uh... so i was really an advocate of um... i was an advocate of shooting with multiple cameras and an advocate of shooting um... digitally you know so and it's it sort of has arrived it was always an argument when i when i wanted to do it <laughs> but um, anyway you know it's fun to be somewhere in a transition you know I've, that's kind of happened a lot because i when i was um we took the new leave at the beaver from universal out here in los angeles to orlando we were the first company to actually shoot um shoot on that that the amusement park which was at that point was a, supposed to be a back lot and a, you know studio set um So I, you know, sort of was in the golden age of television, which is sort of a transition, and I've been sort of in that period a lot, and I really, it's really fun when things are changing, you know, real quickly, and you can keep up
0: with it. Yeah, we talked about contrast in your art, the contrast between CG and Leave it to Beaver. How about that? (laughs) There's there's some (laughs) contrast.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: The theme seemed... uh, simplistic the, the the characters and the lessons and it just seemed like uh, a household in the 50s
1: yep there was no check in and uh, uh, leave it to beaver no at all um, either in the making of it or I mean maybe we had a transistor radio I'm not even sure we had that but I can't remember anything I don't remember a television in the show I don't remember radios I don't remember you know a- anything like that. No, it's pretty simple. It was representing a simpler time.
0: I talked with your wife, Lauren, to set up this conversation here today, and most articles that I read about you mention her. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk about Lauren for a bit?
1: Well, I mean, you know, she's fabulous. shes uh, I met her when I was doing a play in Kansas City, and she was uh, at an ad agency producing and casting commercials and she cast me in a, a mcdonald's commercial and uh so we have a, a lot of the same interests um and fortunately you know one of the problems with couples is that they kind of can grow apart if they get different interests well you know she was she she loved uh you know films and she loved that that process and then she sort of she's an artist so she um she's sort of like me has simplified everything she does mosaics um, and she um, you know she's really she's really artistic and the the cool thing about her is she's it's always a surprise you know you never know never know what's going to happen you know <laughs> it's, it's uh, it keeps life very interesting.
0: Tony, thank you very much. I'll let you get back to your life in uh, California. I appreciate your time here today.
1: Okay, great, great talking to you Tony
0: Dale. Dow here on Lincoln Live.
1: okay.